everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, I have a friend who is in the aviation industry. Okay. And she's a she's young uh-huh. and she's female. Uh-huh. And she's in the aviation industry. That's which cool. Is it's very cool. She's awesome. She's smart. Um, she's really talented. The problem is is the aviation industry, like you know, some other industries like Mm-hmm. Like you know the yeah, yeah. IT industry, it's yep. very male dominated. Male dominated, yeah. <laughs> possibly yeah. even worse than the like uh, computer biotech industry. That is uh, saying something. Yeah, it's even dominated by you know old <laughs> old <laughs> males. <laughs> I put that delicately. Not that there's anything wrong with old males. Mind no, you. yeah, it's just it's it's it is an industry where, mm-hmm. um, like you work your way up over decades, right? And mm-hmm. kind of what's left at the top is a bunch of old white guys, frankly. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's tough for a young female to be in. An industry like that. Yes. Tell me about it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, And it's not fair, right? Nothing about that is fair that there's not equal opportunity mm-hmm. in some of these industries. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that happened recently was um, we had a, she had a situation where, um, you know, she, she's a, a trainer, if they call it CFI. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of had some opportunity kind of like taken away from her. Oh, yeah. Um, which was not great, right? right. Mm-hmm. So we got into a whole discussion about what the ideal situation should be. Oh. Oh. Right? Hmm. And which was great. Like, yeah. how should the world be? Right. Because we see a thing that's unfair. How, sh- how What is the ideal outcome here? Mm. Or the well, ideal state or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. How should it be? Hmm. Well, a- after that discussion, she held to that ideal state so oh. closely or so hard. Hmm. So committed. It, so committed to the ideal state that the actual outcome was worse for her. Oh, my gosh. I see this happening in so many topics. Yeah. And it was from from my perspective as her friend, I'm like, uh, yeah. like I get the ideal state, but we have like a reality and certain, you know, a, mm-hmm. a construct here that we have to work within. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Not saying it's right, but it just is. And right. we just got to figure out how is. to make the best of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see this all the time where this ideal view of the world gets mm-hmm. in the way of people getting what they actually want. Oh my gosh, it happens all the time. Actually, it just happened to me yesterday. One of my clients is negotiating a new role and they had in their mind the ideal 
the three things what were the ideal salary, the mm-hmm. ideal time off vacation, and the mm-hmm. ideal start date. Okay. Mm. And they had really thought about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And they were very committed to these three things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, I'm a huge fan of negotiating. I love negotiations. I always have. I absolutely love them. And I always know that if you go in with absolutes and with an unwillingness to see what is from the other yep. person's perspective, um, you're setting yourself up for such huge disappointment. Yeah, it's had, not negotiation anymore. It's just demands. And it's, but it was what was it was their ideal offer. So what mm-hmm. happened is they waited for this offer, and by the way, everything about the off the place that they want to go is perfect for them. It is a perfect fit for them in so many ways. And um, but because these strong, you know, this expectation like this is what it should be in these three categories, that mm-hmm. no matter what the company offered. Even if it was that very specific ideal, there was a huge disappointment that landed. Hmm. Just because they had psyched themselves up so much for these things, and they had this picture that, yes, this is what it has to look like, or I won't feel respected and valued. Yeah. And it's just, it was very sad to, to just watch the emotional upheaval that was caused as a result of that way of thinking. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the opposite of idealism mm-hmm. is pragna- pragmatism, right? Being too pragmatic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which So being pragmatic would say that you only accept things that mm-hmm. are yeah. reality that yeah. you can see and touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is no ideal state. It just, mm-hmm. this is what it is. And I just deal with this here. Mm-hmm. and move forward yeah which in some uh philosophies has like a lot of merit right like don't don't be bs about things don't be like yeah. in la la land c- coming up with like fantasies about what you want to have happen just deal with reality how it is yeah that feels boring to me though <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, actually you know me as being very yeah mostly you pragmatic. Like a, you like the Disney World version of reality, not the yeah. documentary version? <laughs> no, I love documentaries. I love being pragmatic, but not solely. Like, too far on the pragmatic scale to me feels autocratic and boring and plain. <laughs> Sorry, am I wrecking your jam? <laughs> I mean, I think there's something in the middle. I think both ends of that spectrum can be pretty dangerous and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that um, my my ex business partner Andy, he was very idealistic. Yes, he was. Everything he drove towards was yeah. like the ideal outcome or the ideal situation, which had a ton of value to us when we were starting the company. Sure. Because what he could do is he could say, "Wow." look at you know for us we were making uh software for teachers to use mm-hmm. right so what he could do is say hey look at how terrible this software is and how it doesn't work very well for them 
the ideal workflow for them, the ideal oh, sure. situation oh, sure, sure. would be if they could interact with the software in this other way, mm. right? So that had a lot of value yeah. um, to be able to see a different way. Yeah. Whereas the pragmatist might be like, well, yep, that's just how it is. And we just got to yeah. slog through it <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, like, don't mess with what works. We'll, yeah. we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Um like we're still getting a result, so right. why mess with that? Right, 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 right. Which so seems I think like status has... quo. That's the thing I think that bothers me mm. about prag being too pragmatic. Pragmatic. I can't even say the word. So I'm going to say it's the worst word. It's I the know. worst word in the with... world. Okay, so we're just going to say being too pragmatic feels like it can be very, very limiting and constrictive, um, and that's, not a lot of creation. Yeah, I think. Um, I it, I think idealism or the construct thereof the on its mm -hmm. on its scale um, offers dreaming, you know, offers mm -hmm. creativity, offers perfect state. Um, you know, I think I think at its root it can be a beautiful expression, but yeah. I think what happens in many cases is it goes well beyond that state to la yeah. la land that is just like like you use the phrase disney it's like that's idealism in its you know in its biggest in its biggest manifestation is unrealistic expectation yeah and and we say that all the time and that's ripe for disappointment totally yeah right yeah so I agree. Like there's, I, f I find myself trying to flip between these two modes, like almost mm. uh, like consciously, like specifically, mm. like, okay, I want to work on some big idea thing. Let's think about the ideal, like the idealistic state. Yeah. But then you got to take that and actually try, try to more, you know, fit that into the puzzle of reality. Yeah. Right, and the going back and forth between those things, I found to be very useful. Yeah, that is actually um, saying it like this. That is like a very useful tool in the creation of something, isn't it? Like, because mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. You're talking about in the creation of, or changing a state of something to improve it. Um, going back and forth is a really good thing. Um, and then I also wonder how much interaction with human beings as you're forming your ideals, um, how much that comes into play with idealism staying more neutralized versus crazy town, not going to happen. You got to get out of that. That's a bad place to sit, idealism. <laughs> if you're too idealistic, oh yeah, like... Um... I remember like Andy and I could like sit around for hours mm -hmm. just dreaming about like in sort of this I idealism space. Yeah. For hours and hours. Oh. And then we'd not get anything actually oh, done. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Possibly I... days. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point you have to turn all that into some action. Yeah. Right? Or or not, or it's just a fun thought exercise for you, and that's where the fun is. Yeah, and that's okay too. Well, when you talk about idealism, I think that there's a whole bunch of places in this world where it manifests itself. I mean, we're talking about it like in a, we're talking about it like in a, you know, specific case of work mm -hmm. product or 
like making something, right? But, um, you know, we started by talking about this person that had an ideal expectation um, or a- an ideal that mm-hmm. was created in, in her mind that was not really based on truth. Mm-hmm. That's a, maybe that's too harsh. I'm not quite sure how to phrase that, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it's based yeah. on the state that she really thinks it should be. So you think about, yep. there's a whole bunch of places in our world today where we see that. Um, you know, there's a yeah, lot so of places where we see that. What are they like? Like there's, there's idealism rampant in politics. Yep. Yes. Right. Yep. This, this is the ideal state of our society. And we're going to hold hard to that mm-hmm. no matter what happens. Yeah. Um, I think there's idealism there's in I- nonprofits. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know, mm-hmm. just in the state of Minnesota, we have over 7,000 nonprofits, 7,000 yeah. based on an ideal state of something that isn't occurring. And their entire yep. mission can be to create this ideal state, whether that's realis- realistic or not. It's an aspirational feeling that people connect to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nonprofits are a great example. Uh, I love nonprofits. The 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 mission driven mm-hmm. organizations are amazing. Yeah. What yeah. I've observed is that they really struggle bringing that into reality and action. Yes, exactly right. Because they usually have an ideal that yep. is probably not reachable, but they use that ideal to create the dream that people connect mm-hmm. to. And that incites passion and and all sorts of things mm-hmm. and yeah. and and change. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ideal relationships. Oh right. You see this yeah. one going on all the time. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. I'm not actually that's funny I say that, but I'm also I'm also not advocating for like compromising on relationships either. So I'm what a little actually conflicted on what are you saying, JJ? Let's, I don't let's know un- what I'm saying. <laughs> let's unpack that. <laughs> let's, let's let's push that on. to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, but I think you're you're right. You do see that. Um I think a lot of times when you see upheaval in relationships, it's because one person has a very ideal picture of what that person mm. that their partner should be and mm-hmm. that partner may have absolutely none of those attributes absolutely none mm-hmm. but if you have ideal goggles on you might see them in a completely different light because you are so absolutely sure that you can make that state occur that ideal yeah. state occur yep i yeah that's, All right. that's interesting do you want to shift gears a little bit sure you ready where are we going <laughs> <laughs> well, so of course, of course, what would I do when thinking about idealism other than go research the internet for like an hour <laughs> to figure out what it actually means? Um, okay. I feel like I need to Okay, so ready? Yeah. Well, let's do so it. So this this is the thing that that I did not realize. So I thought idealism and being idealistic was just a a state of like you wanting this like what we've been talking about this yeah. perfect outcome yeah and holding to it right well when I started researching idealism it was way way deeper than that oh okay so so that's part of it mm-hmm. but if you start re- like looking at the roots of 
where this word came from and what what the philosophers a long time ago were coining as idealism. Yeah. It was uh, much more around like referring to a philosophy that asserts that reality is mentally constructed. That reality right? is mentally constructed. Yes. That re- yep, yep, right. yep, yep. So the idea that <laughs> the things are that we think are reality, my desk, that tree out there, the wind blowing, it actually only exists because of our mental construction of it. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's crazy. Like, like, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, now we're really getting it just, into it. Kind of like melted my mind a little bit to say like this idea that that idealism is all about like it's it's the whole idea like if a tree falls oh in the woods and no one's there to hear it does it, does make, it make a, make a sound. sound right right that would be I think yeah. the the best known catchphrase for this idea yeah yeah are we talking right? Socrates so the idea that, and like, Plato time frame that's what totally. this sounds that's what I thought that's <laughs> okay. totally it. <laughs> Uh, so 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 the root of it is that reality is only made up of ideas. The whole thing is ideas. Mm, mm. Right? And it's only all constructed in our head because we're the ones who are perceiving all of the things. So what you're saying here is that we have too much group think going on because we all believe the <laughs> same idea for so long that it is our reality. Ooh. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's totally. Whole, yep, yep. You're so smart. You should be a philosopher. <laughs> I took philosophy in college. <laughs> I still and? have the book. I use it for a doorstop. I use it for <laughs> party um, <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I'm probably really offending some really some people that love philosophy. So, some some deep thinkers, um, for sure. Well, we probably are doing that, but. I like this idea, and we've talked about it before, and it's a little bit of, you know, all of this stuff kind of swirls around itself when you start getting into philosophy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the idea that that we are constructing reality in our heads, mm-hmm. and so yes. the way we choose to do that mm-hmm. yes. is is the world we live in, each one of us individually, not, not in the group think way. Yeah. So- are we viewing the world? Are we constructing our world in a more idealistic? You know, like how are we constructing that world? Yeah, a, our interesting, world. Our yeah, yeah, our individual world. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's that's where the the deep thinking starts to happen. Well, and I think too, you can see that. Um, how, how do I word this? I think you can see when people fall out of line. So even though we all have an ability to be individual and idealistic, there is a norm that is expected mm. socially. Mm-hmm. And when you start yeah. to fall out of line with that, so for example, if you are in a cultural norm of a male-dominated place and you are a female, mm-hmm. there are expectations that you have to be a certain way to fit in. Mm-hmm. And it's usually keep your head down and don't question the average. That's usually what it is. Mm. Um and so if you are a female and you don't do that, if you do have this environment that's mostly male dominated as a female and you go in and you cause big idea ruckuses 
Um, you stand firmly in your own space without concern for what the average is. Then you're on that slippery slope of, oh, you look too idealistic, hmm. right? Yep. And it is a fine line. There's a fine line. And how do you change your ideas into um, more popular ideas so that you can be supported? Yeah. That's where, it, like, how do you bring your ideals back to reality? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you turn them mm -hmm. into what you actually want? Yeah, exactly. And there, there is, I, there is the art. That's an art. Right? That's that's mm -hmm. where it's it's easy to just throw your hands up and say, "Screw it." Yeah, the world's not for me. I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. It's easy to just throw in the towel. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's easy to over tilt. Yeah. Right. And like you said, just cause a big ruckus, throw mm -hmm. a huge temper tantrum about how the whole world is unfair. And then you turn into the martyr. Right. And no one gets you and you stand out yep. like a sore thumb. Getting yep. not even close to what was your ideal state. Now, yeah. like a crash and burn state instead. Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Um, it's like it's like being able to have patience, first of all. Um it's like being able to communicate the why you have the ideal that you have. And I think it's also mm -hmm. the willingness to adjust your your ideal um, in an effort to move towards it more. Yeah. I think sometimes feel like if they people have to adjust their ideal state about something, they get really angry and they feel like it's a failure and mm -hmm. then they make it everybody's fault or their own fault. Where I just think this is an interesting thing. Like, what if you had an ideal state, but you stayed really energetically open to it and you were enthusiastic about moving the dial towards that ideal state for you and the benefit of others as well? Right. What what that made me think of is, is if you can imagine the ideal state you want. Yeah. Uh, but also say, I want to get there, but... It's okay if it takes five years. Yeah. Right. Or yep. 10 years. Yeah. Like put That's a timeline associated with mm -hmm. it. I agree. Because if you can, right out of the gate, put a, ti a, a timeline, an, ex an expected timeline, yeah. that might really help. Yeah. Because you said, if it's like, I want this ideal state and I want it right now. Yeah. Well, if you, and if you said that to yourself, you'd know that that's not realistic. Right. Exactly. But if you said, I want this ideal state, but it's okay if it takes me five years to get, to make it happen. Yeah. Well, then you have something to work with. And, you can start working backwards from that problem. Yeah. And when you start to see the manifestations of little things working in your favor towards that ideal, wouldn't that be a great mm -hmm. place to celebrate? It's like, it's not at a hundred percent, but wow, look at that. You've made the dough. Now the dough is rising. It's turning into a beautiful bread loaf. You know, it's like um, being able to feel joyful about parts and pieces of that ideal starting to line up in your favor or in others' favors. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's just not yep. being so black and white. Yep. Well, this is pretty interesting. I like this idea that like idealism and pragmatism are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And that you can flip into those two states. Yep. Oh, like if you consciously say, hey, I want to, be very pragmatic about a thing now. <laughs> I want to be really idealistic about a thing. But if you set your intention 
when you're yeah when you're coming up with how you want the world to be mm-hmm. using those two views or methods yeah right. uh, a really cool tool and also being realistic about timelines on anything that involves change especially big change a million oh. times yeah it takes so much longer and you have to be so patient and it'll happen eventually but yep and you just have to be diligent but it takes takes a long time there's so many times in my life where you tell stories about when you were first starting the company there's so uh, many times when i just think to myself oh i wish i could go back in time and just watch 10 minutes of that <laughs> yeah. that'd be so fun it would be so uh, fun <laughs> and listen to the conversations i can't even imagine oh gosh <laughs> so naive <laughs> i love it <laughs> I'm very idealistic. (laughs) Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.